Person and welcome to Anthem of Life. I'm your host, Douglas Sarine. This episode was recorded in a coffee shop in San Diego. You know, if I'm in a coffee shop, I'm talking to someone. So when my barista went on break, I ended up having a noteworthy conversation with Kevin. Enjoy. Kevin, thank you for spending your break talking with me. Oh, yeah. I mean, you said you have a recorder, and I was like, sure, I'd like to save something for the the people to hear. These kids come in the coffee shop, and I they all call you Mr. Daniels. Mr. Daniels, yeah. You're a substitute teacher at the school right across the street. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. San Diego Prep. Mm-hmm. When I'm there, I, I write my name out on the board, Daniel Olowski. It's hard to read and pronounce, so then I give them the option. You can call me Mr. Daniels, and they feel empowered by that. Like, really? Like they're sort of like, you know, in the secret group. And so that... Don't you ever want to challenge them and say, hey, my name is Daniel Olowski. I do need to work on myself, and that's something I've been thinking about, that maybe I should have people say my actual name. But I just sometimes want to just power through and just get through it. So so I just capitulate. Oh, really? Yeah. Which means to surrender or give up. Well, Sorry, I'm a teacher and I sometimes have to just, I, it's just a reflex where I just explain a word when I say it. I'll take it because capitulate is a big word. and I'm... It's like, a, you know, like you gave up or you surrendered, which is something I tend to do uh, quite a bit. Why do you think that happens, Kevin? Because you seem like a very bright, intelligent person. You teach. You know how to make coffee. There, you've got a lot of things going for you. It's because I don't have to do any work right then and there. Like you just said, saying that name, mm-hmm. I'd have to say it over and over again. And I have to get them to all agree to say it, practice and deal with the mishaps and and so I'm just like, you know what? It's a chore. Yeah, it's a chore. Mm-hmm. And the thing they're paying you to do is teach the kids. Well, as a substitute, you you don't always teach. Sometimes you you put in a movie or sometimes mm-hmm. you um, you have them do work. Sometimes they're allowed to talk. Sometimes I do get to teach. You yeah. know, one time a teacher had a heart attack and I got to be the teacher for a whole month. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry to hear that person had a heart attack, but congratulations on getting to teach for a whole month. It was physics, which which I uh, studied in college. So I did know it. Wow. Uh, Yeah. The kids, they don't all love physics, but uh, I tried to make it fun. And that's what you get. In high school, it's always a mixed bag because they just have to be there. And so any classroom is going to be filled with a spectrum that is people who really don't want to be there and people who this is this class is changing their life that is true it is a spectrum a sort of range that can take little baby steps throughout yeah which might be the definition of a spectrum (laughs) yes there i go again just sort of 
doing that. Do you think you'd ever want to be a full-time teacher? No, no. They the, they broke me, those kids. Yeah. They broke me. I initially wanted to be, I was like, I can inspire these kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I've looked in some kids' eyes More and boy. I've seen what I could only describe as evil. I saw sociopaths. Yeah. I saw them. Yeah. Because at that time, hormones are raging. Things are going. I mean, think about yourself in high school. Did you have a good high school experience? My high school experience was, it was good. It was good. Right. You know, learning's a lifelong thing. Yeah. Is that, so, is that a passion of yours is learning? It is. But my main passion is I want to start a restaurant. Really? Yes. I, I, I want to start a restaurant where I can cook the best burritos. I just eat all these burritos all the time. And sometimes they're too greasy. Sometimes they're too meaty. Sometimes it's just rice. I'd like to just have the perfect burrito. Do you have a recipe? My burrito, there's a tortilla. And now that tortilla can be flour. Now that tortilla can be wheat. And no, then, no corn, though. We're not doing corn tortillas. Corn falls apart. Yeah. Then you're going to have meat, beans, a little bit of rice to soak up the fluids. Right. Not to eat. Not not for the... It's only there to soak. That is such an astute observation about the burrito. I want a burrito that doesn't leak. The way you do that is by putting the optimal amount of rice, the perfect amount of rice. Yeah. Now, what about those extra twists and turns like there, where you stand on guac and cheese and salsa and sour cream? And I think sour cream is a pass. For me, it kind of turns down the dial on things. That's true. It sucks away the spice. Yeah. It's just like a vacuum of taste. So, you know, that's just my perfect burrito idea. I I haven't really got it off the ground. Just, you know, every time I eat one, I just think I could improve on this. Why do you think you didn't go into the food industry earlier? Why didn't, I mean, you're working at a coffee shop. You know, immigrant parents. Mm. Were your parents tough on you? They were. For In terms of education, they wanted me to study the studies, and I had to. But you didn't. You ended up kind of breaking away at least to the extent of now you're a substitute teacher and a barista, you know? You're right. I'm, I see what I'm doing. Wait, what, what's going on here? I think, I just thought I was doing random jobs. Mm-hmm. But the way you just explained it, so the substitute teaching is like me still having my toe in the education and studying and having a professional job. But then the barista is me trying to take a step into what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. You want to be a burritoista. Can I have that? Absolutely, you can burrito-ista. have that. Burritoista. Thank you. Heck, that could be the name of your food truck or your store, burritoista. No, I don't think that would be the name of oh, the no, store. No. no, that would be the name of the people that make the burritos. There you yes, go. There you yes. go. Oh, you, this sounds like you might have a name picked out for this. I don't. Oh, you don't? No. But it's not burritoista. Sorry. No, that's good. When it comes to me, I'll, 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 you know, I'll know. Yeah. Yeah. But the burritoista was a good idea. Okay. Thank you, Douglas. You're trying to let go of education and embrace this dream of yours. Are you saving money or is that that kind of why you're working all of these jobs? Are you? I'm writing a short story. Oh. And the short story is about a man who opens up his own little burrito store and also teaches. Like the burritos come with a lesson in the wrapper. There's a physics burrito and there's like a biology burrito and there's like a J.D. Salinger 
fan burrito. Come to think of it, his his estate is very litigious, which means they like to um, sue you and get involved with the law. Thank you for that definition. I appreciate it. There I go again. This sounds like a cutting-edge business that could really take off, especially somewhere like San Diego that's seen everything in the burrito world, right? Yeah. I have never seen that. I've never even heard of educational burritos before. Well, that's my short story. But you're saying I should make my short story into the real-life thing? Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, Kevin. I think that uh, that short story that you're writing relates pretty closely to your real life. God, Douglas, what are you like a... A therapist? I just talk to a lot of people, and I just pick up on things from my conversations with people. Well, thank you for that. I I, I do appreciate it. I mean, I have now. I have. I've. I've definitely had a mind shift. I think I'm going to go into class today. So you're doing a substitute teacher thing after your shift here. After after my shift in here, I'm taking over fifth and sixth period. It's um. Oh, that's a that's a big day. It it is you know you gotta with inflation you just gotta find a way to make make ends meet. Tell me about it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got to go back there, and I think I'm going to tell him to call me Danielovsky. I think I'm going to do it. Oh, today's going to be a day in which you kind of draw the line. And yeah. Say, no, my name is Danielovsky. We're going to keep practicing until you get it. Exactly. It's not that difficult of a name. These kids should be able to pick that up. Some of these kids, I look in their eyes, and I'm like. You're going to prison, especially the prep schools. Yeah. Their parents, you know, always coming in, complaining about their grades. I'm like, mm-hmm. have you seen your kid's eyes? He's going to prison. Don't worry about his grades. In my opinion, mm-hmm. when you're looking at someone's eyes, you're seeing the action that's happening in their brain. You're seeing brain action. Gosh, I think you hit on to something. Can I write that down? You absolutely can oh write that gosh. down. Now, I'm looking at that notebook. It looks like a worn notebook that you've had uh, for a while. I noticed that the cover, it's an actual photograph of a woman that you have taped to the front of that notebook. Mm. She's from the past. Oh, uh, she's from the past. Yeah, yeah. It was a tumultuous time. We both had our issues. I was neglectful. She was borderline abusive physically. And I'm so sorry about that. That's okay. It's just, you know, that's what happens in your 20s. You experiment. But obviously she had a significant impact on your life because you keep her face on the cover of your journal and it has the words, be better, written in large black Sharpie. She wrote that. Well, she wrote that. No, yeah. Wait, did she give you that journal? A journal with a picture of her face on it that said, be better? I told you it was borderline abusive. That? But I think she was, I think she was partly right. I did need to be better. Well, you did keep it. I did keep it because it has made me better. And this is where all my ideas go. That's a very impressive, Kevin, yeah. is that you've taken this thing that may have been given out of, uh, well, an odd place. Uh, but you really have used it for something very positive in your life. You yeah. say, I'm going to pour all of my big ideas and yeah. new ideas into it, this. You don't have to say odd. It was, you know, abusive. Uh, be better with a Sharpie. Like, yeah. And a picture of herself on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at her face. It's She's pretty, huh? She's pretty, but it takes you a minute because she's very angry in that photo. Mm. But if you look at her eyes, you can tell she's not going to jail. She's going to get away with it. You can tell. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. You're right. I did, did a little jujitsu move with the book, and I'm using it to put all my good ideas in there. Oh, God. I neglected her. I neglected her. You neglected her? Yeah. It's like 
It's the playoffs. You know? What do you mean by Give that? Give me a month to watch some television. Oh, you're talking about, uh-huh. Yeah. For football, baseball? Basketball. Basketball. Mm-hmm. Was one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just needed some time. And what about us? What about me? Were you guys together for a long time? Several months. Several months. Intense months. Mm. Yeah. I'm so Ugh. interested about everything that might be in this book because you said you put all your big ideas. This was several years ago. My short stories in here. Oh, yeah. That's great. My burrito ideas are in here. Oh, yeah. I see. You got some pictures in there mm-hmm. about how to put together that burrito. That's pretty interesting. I yeah. like that. Thank you. It's a bit of a blueprint. If you want the business to succeed, mm-hmm. other people have to be able to make the burrito. So that's why there's a blueprint here. Yeah. It's basically like a training manual or something. That's exactly what it something is. Something like that. Well, th- th- that... The journal's packed full of full of things. Right here. This is when a little girl was a little girl. One of my students was crying. Mm. She uh wanted to get get out of a test, so I thought. And I said, Andrea, today's exam day. And she said, I'm just very emotional because my dad's leaving our family because he got some other woman pregnant. So she went in and didn't take the exam. But did continue to cry because she was committed. That's what I see is in, in there is just a tear-stained, unfilled-in exam paper that you've right. taped in there. And the reason I kept it was because she was right. And I thought, what? How did I get it so wrong? And so that's just a reminder that when people are crying, they could be telling the truth. That is learning something. Yes. Because maybe... The gal who gave you this journal cried and didn't tell the truth? Or you've, you've experienced people who were crying and not telling the truth? And I didn't think they were telling the truth. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, I think they are. It's hard to cry and lie. Yeah. I, I feel like we could just read that book. I'm, I'm so fascinated. Oh, well, some of the stuff is private, so. Yeah, by all means. That's your book and it's your experience. I'm thrilled that you're on that journey. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, like uh, this is just, you know, should I shave my legs? That was just a phase I was going through. Mm-hmm. I see there's a, a map of Eastern Europe in there. Here's a river. Mm-hmm. Here's Belarus. This is Russia. But I like that you've resized them for some reason. Like you made Russia very small. Right, right. And I kind of dig that. I kind of dig it's almost like you put your own spin on uh, Eastern Europe. Yes. Each country has a has an impact on me, and that's basically the size that they were made. So like Russia, not as big as an impact. That's very that's, cool. Yeah. That's, Thank way you. To, way to personalize geography. Thank you. Yeah. I've, I've never heard of anyone doing that before. I'm going to take geography. I'm going to internalize it, and I'm going to express how it is represented through me, you not know, by I, some map. Can I write that down? Yeah, absolutely. I do a map thing now. I didn't realize it was interesting. Yeah, cartography of the soul. Oh, thank you. Kevin, to the extent that you're comfortable, what can you tell me about this gal that's on the cover? Would you say that she was a love of your life or someone that you were in love with? Definitely. It was the kind of love where they're not home. You go in the closet and you take a little sniff of the jacket Mm. she left over. Just like, mm. smells like the Labo. It's a perfume place. Mm. Yeah. You know, smell can really bring back a lot of memories. Oh, yeah? Yeah. In mm. fact, this is the perfume I think she used to wear. And every once in a while when I'm feeling like empty or lonely, I just, I just take a little sniff 
of this, and I can just remember we used to eat popcorn together. Oh, yeah. You've been doing a bunch of work on yourself. Do you know if she might have been doing some work on herself? Do you think there's any chance that y'all might get back together? I don't know. I I feel like it sort of wasn't part of the the conversation we had. It felt like it was not going to that you weren't going to reconcile. Going to reconcile like it was sort which of means a, getting back together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we were going to. So I always say never say never. Yeah, I think you can never say never. Yeah, I don't think it's a never. It's possible, but you know, at this point, we've probably diverged too much. Mm. You know, gosh, why did I say? Let me watch the game. I think you probably wanted to watch the game. Yeah, thank you. Have you always had the ability to look into people's eyes and kind of see their truth? Maybe, but I never knew that skill until I was a substitute teacher and had to look at eyes, Mm -hmm. different eyes, 30 eyes every hour, different eyes every day. So you see hundreds and hundreds of eyes and you see the behavior that ensues you tend to develop an intuition. Look into her eyes on the cover of that notebook. When you look into those eyes, what do you see? I see, you know, this one's just hard to see. It's just hard to see for some reason. What do you see? To me, it just looks like a, an angry, angry woman. I do see the anger. But I, I, do I, see. I can't really tell, you know, if I look into the eyes, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of... I would say she's not going to jail. You know... With her, I think it's more about the nose. Her truth is in her nose? I think for her it's the nose. And what so, do you see when you look at that I nose? look at someone that's like really sucking up some oxygen, making herself known in the room by, you know. Taking up all the air in the room. Taking up the air. Maybe there's not enough room for other people to get their words in or get their point of view in because she's taken up all the oxygen right, in the room. Right, right. And, or the air. Yes. That's what I see in her. And I think I just discovered a new skill or power that I have. You can read noses as well as eyes? I thought it was just eyes, but I think I can read noses too. And why stop there? I, you might have the ability to read mouths and ears and shoulders and rib cages and hips. And uh, I, I wouldn't want to put any limits on the things that you'd oh. be able to read. Oh, thank you. Ears would be tough. I think there's nothing really you can tell from ears. But uh, nose, eyes, and mouths, you can read their lips. So everyone can do that one. But the nose and the eyes, I think that's me. Do you think like you're close to taking action on that burrito dream? Thank you for saying that. What I need to be able to do is sit down, print out some forms, Mm -hmm. and really just fill them out. Forms for permits, forms for loans. Mm -hmm. Just fill them out. Get the business part of it started. Send those out, Mm -hmm. because I got everything else down. I know the burrito. I know the rice that's required to suck enough juices in so that it doesn't leak. I know that part. Yeah, I've seen it. It's in the notebook. Hey, you know, the educational burritos... If you've learned from this notebook, other people could learn from your notebook. And you could wrap the burritos in uh, pages from your notebook. That's a very good idea. Mm-hmm. But this is personal. That's personal, right. And this is my personal learning. And so I don't know if I'm going to give this to other people. Honestly, I was asking a little selfishly because I want to read that short story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so intrigued by that journal. I just had an idea. What's that? I can... 
have the burritos wrapped in different pages of my short story. And each week, a new page is released. That way, people will want to come and get a burrito at least once a week so that they can follow along and learn the story Yeah, each week. And guess what? It won't be a short story. It'll be a long story. A never-ending story. Well... We don't live forever, so... Right. Well, or or you could stop that story and start a new story. That's a tried-and-true method of rolling out stories. Uh, Charles Dickens used to do that, where he'd put out one chapter a week in a newspaper, and people would keep buying that newspaper, so they'd keep reading his stories. Until he stopped and put him in a book, right? And then he'd stop and put him in a book, but he'd start over and move on to the next story. Right. So it's not never-ending, is what I'm saying. Boy, I I definitely would come to a burrito shop if I thought, oh, I get a delicious burrito, perfectly made, perfectly proportioned, and I get a story? Yes. And if you scan it or put it online, then you go to prison. You would be litigious then? I would be litigious. I would take them to court and do lawyer things. Yes. And you are a smart man who's going to make the perfect burrito very, very soon. The Burrito Story Store. The Burrito Story Store. Well, I'll be keeping my eye out, and as soon as that opens, I'll be first in line. Okay, great. Thank you for talking to me, Kevin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what you should do is you should end it, but then still keep recording, because sometimes we might say something that is even better. Well, I feel like I've taken up so much of your time. I took up your whole break here, and oh. then I know you got to teach this afternoon. Yeah, fifth and sixth period. Yeah. But uh, you really want to stop this? Is it over? Well, it's just one people do the podcast thing and I hear it sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like when it's over, it's usually because the, the person interviewing is like, I'm done with you or oh. I got I did my time or is that what's going on? No. no. Th- 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 by all means, uh, we can we can absolutely uh, keep talking. It does sound like maybe you're somebody who doesn't want things to end. Ooh. Things have to end. I see what you did there. God. <laughs> I'm writing that down. Thanks for listening to this episode of Anthem of Life. Help us amplify the anthem by taking a moment right now to rate and sing our praises in a review of our show on Apple Podcasts. It helps others find the show, and we'd certainly appreciate it. Our show is completely improvised and produced by Douglas Serine. That's me. Along with Mary Pat Farrell and Sarah Atwood Serine. Our theme song was produced by the wonderful Ben Wise. You can find out all about his music at benwise.bandcamp.com. Additional music provided by Icarus. A special note of gratitude to David Danipore for having some fun with us as Kevin. David is an actor in Los Angeles. He's made TV appearances on The Good Place, Westworld, and The Dropout, among others. He can be seen performing improv comedy around L.A. at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, The Pack, and other places. He also actually has a website about himself, which, in his own words, is so cringe, and it's daviddanapore.com. You can also find him on Instagram, at daviddanapore, and on Twitter, at adownpour. Not Danapore, but adownpour. Inspiration for this episode came from the song We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together by Taylor Swift. Swift explained to USA Today, quote, It's a definitive portrait of how I felt when I stopped caring what my ex thought of me, unquote. You can find out more info about that ditty in this episode's liner notes, where you can also find a link to enjoy our eclectic and ever-growing Anthem of Life playlist on Spotify. You can find us on Instagram at Anthem of Life Podcast. Give us a follow. 
and let us know what you love about Kevin. Until next time, we wish you a life worth singing about. We'll be right back. 